Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com This is The Real Bottom Line, where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Real Bottom Line financial besties edition again i am joined by francis jager of clear to you and she helps uh business owners be your own cfo and how to build a business that will expand on your purpose and quality of life welcome francis hi it's so much fun to be here again <laughs> and you are in mexico right now living quality of life because you figured some of this stuff out for yourself that's amazing I did indeed. It took time, but, yep. um, you know, I had that vision in mind and worked towards it and made my business do it. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, today we're going to talk a bit about building wealth uh, in particular around as business owners, our toolbox is bigger. But I always say that on some level, one of our biggest assets is actually our business. And you and I were chatting before the before this uh, taping, and you mentioned that you had shifted in your mindset around that. Can you tell me more about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So my my thinking, you know, 10 years ago, um, as I was building a business and an asset that, you know, gave me, that was growing, becoming sellable, and also income producing, um, my my thought at that time was, all my money is going into my business. That's that's where I'm putting my wealth. That's where I'm growing my wealth. That's going to be my retirement. And, you know, things happened 2008. <laughs> um, and, you know, in 2012, it just, it, things changed for me um, in my life and in my business. And that's when I realized, oh dear, all this wealth in my business um, may not be enough for the long term. And so it, while it's really important as in, you know, continue to build businesses, it's important to invest properly in them and in me. Um, you know, my business won't grow bigger than me. Uh, it's also important to have some wealth growth outside of that. Mm. So would you say that you're still building a business that will be sellable or it's not, um, or just you're still building it to be sellable, but maybe it won't be as big and as as big as a cash coming in when you do that. Yeah, and it might not even be sellable. At yeah. this point, it's very much about income and, um, and and having full control over my time and where I get to work. Yes. Um, so, you know, I, I've, I have said for years now, I don't know if I'm never going to retire or if I already have. And so that's how I live my life. And this, the, what I'm doing now and turning, what I'm doing now is turning my um, knowledge into wisdom and sharing that and, you know, um, building income streams around that. Yeah. Yeah. 
and well, leveraging it. Absolutely. Well, one of the interesting pieces, and I mean, you bring it up when I'm working with business owners, one of my questions I usually at the uh, close to the front is, are you building a business to sell or are you building an income stream? Because that answer can cascade down into a number of decisions along the way. Oh, yes. you know? oh, yeah. the, the, the two, they're not mutually exclusive. No, not at all. But I think that, it, you know, if you're building something to sell it, it might be a little bit, okay, I should invest in this more because mm -hmm. I'm building something that can be worth more at the end. So that it's an interesting piece. Whereas if you're doing building income streams, well, then you're going to be building your wealth outside of the business or in a different manner. So um, that affects some of your choices. So yeah, all in yeah. the end, I don't want to lose fact uh, track either is that in many cases, when we talk about the purpose or what is a business for, we can talk about the bigger purpose of, I want to serve a million people and change their lives and do X, Y, Z. All very good. But at the very core of it, I think it's sometimes lost, Francis, that that is that a business is oftentimes a tool or an engine to produce money to fund your life today and also for tomorrow, for a life after work. Do you yeah. see that a lot in your in your practice with uh, entrepreneurs? I do. I do. And, and I, I'm privileged to be able to work with entrepreneurs who generally have um, a bigger purpose for their business and their lives, which mm -hmm. is, it's so, um, it's, it's just amazing to be able to work with people like that. But unfortunately, a lot of times their thinking is more along the lines of, um, how can I make this accessible? I.e., how can I make this as cheap as possible so more people can get what I want to share with the world. Yes. And what it does is it, it keeps them in poverty. It keeps them in um, a position where they're always struggling, mm. where they're not going to be able to grow their business so that they can have the impact that they want to have and that they're not able to live the life that they want because they're always focused on um, trying to get the next sales so that they can keep going. Um, so yeah, they, it's purpose is really important. It makes your business better. It makes your life better. We, you know, all the studies tell us that, but it's really important to have it set up in a way that you're generating wealth for yourself because a lot of the people I'm working with are not thinking farther than the next year or two. They're not right. thinking of their business as their retirement or they've got this magical thinking of, well, I'm just going to get through this next couple of years and then everything will be amazing and um, I'll be set for life. But that won't happen unless you make it happen. And you have to have that mindset of, I want to do good in the world, but I want to do well as well, which again, not mutually exclusive. They should work together. If you're doing good things in the world, you should be able to make good money. Absolutely. Well, let's put it um, from a mindset perspective. If you are making more money, you have more opportunities to actually fulfill your purpose more, but you also will become a little bit different in terms of how you approach the problems. And the, if you're not stressed about where your next dollar comes from, um, your mind will quiet because there's stuff in your mind right now that if you're in that position, it's always worried 
it's always stress. Well, that's taking up a lot of energy that could actually be pointed out and doing good as opposed to worrying. So I think that I think we're all saying the same thing, that profit is good and wealth is good, particular, even if your purpose is to be good in the world, especially if you're supposed your purpose is to do good in the world. So absolutely, and I think we yeah. have to let that be. And so when we look about building wealth, uh, part of the things that we think about is, well, what can we do with that profit? You know, like we've talked about this before too, but you can reinvest in your business as you talked about, but you can also maybe want to invest in real estate or maybe you're investing in the market, you know, stocks and, and bonds and fixed income products and things like that. But these are all options that need to be part of a bigger plan and understanding. I think this is where we get with in the words of famous Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, right? And so it's interesting when you talk about maybe I'll work forever. Well, maybe you will, but what if we could find a time where we, we know, hey, I love what I'm doing, but if I didn't want to anymore, I'd still be okay. I have enough. I have enough wealth that working is optional. Yeah, because not only for desire, you know, like I love, I'm, I'm enjoying my traveling time. Um, and, and I have a nice cadence to my work and travel, but not only there will be times where I want to just travel and not have to think about work, yeah. but there's also, um, you know, you and I know, like my mom has Alzheimer's. She couldn't work even if she wanted to. So right. that's a distinct possibility for me. Yes. yes. Right. So, you know, we have to be able to look after ourselves beyond the time when we can work. So well, that's something I think, to think about too. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation because you can sometimes we voluntarily leave our business and sometimes we involuntarily leave our business. And being prepared for either of those situations uh, makes a huge difference. Huge yeah. difference. One of the other questions is where do I save this wealth? Where do I put it? Right. So we know yeah. what we can do with it in terms of real estate markets, but this is where that question becomes so very important, Francis, about are you building something to sell or not? Because if you're not building something to sell and you are incorporated, well, we may use that corporation to actually put investment accounts and, you know, other different investment um, opportunities inside, depending on, you know, liability exposure and things of that nature. Or we may yeah. set up a hold co so that we flow the money up to some other entity and actually put investments inside of that. And again, if you're building something to sell, how much we do with that is important too. If you're trying to get your small gain, uh, capital gains exemption, your small business capital gains exemption opportunity. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of things to think about when it comes to this stuff. Your business is making a profit. You're growing, but you may still feel like you don't fully have a grasp on how to make the best use of this success don't worry, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Wendy Brookhouse, creator of the Total Wealth Accelerator and host of this podcast. I've developed a quick and easy tool that will give you a detailed snapshot of where you're currently at in your business and wealth growth and how you can improve upon it. It's called your financial diagnostic score. It's completely free and you'll instantly get the results. So head over to TotalWealthScore.com right now and see where you can focus to grow your wealth. So if you're talking to somebody who, like me, who, who's, an, you know, I, I know numbers, I'm a 
an entrepreneur, fair, you know, quite comfortable with that. But when you start talking about some of these things, uh, yes. it's kind of like flying way over my head. So sure. what's, <laughs> what's the, how do I think about this? How do I come around my thinking? Okay, so let me just set it up that I have some income. My business is generating income. Um, I may or may not sell it. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to make enough for the rest of my life from that. So I want to build some other wealth. How should I go about thinking about this? Well, we want to think about, again, the end game and all about almost like, I call it the power number, Francis. That is that point or the power of choice where you know, hey, this is where, this is my goal from a wealth creation perspective, right? So we, at least that's a minimum that will get me through my life at any point. And what we want to do then is go, okay, what is, what, what kind of asset allocation, where is it? And so we want to be thinking about a number of things. We want to be thinking about taxation today. We want to be thinking about taxation in the future. And we want to kind of blend and go, okay, here's a, a range of things that could happen. You might sell your business. We don't know for sure, but yet we have opportunities because we have excess incomes. We have some profit to deploy. What are we going to do with that? And so looking at, oh, should we set up something, another company, you know, that can hold all these assets and keep it a little bit separate from a liability perspective. So we're building it. Those two companies are still related companies. So we still have some things we want to keep in mind as we grow those things. But then we can also decide, okay, how much could we pull out personally and not necessarily pay a ton of taxes or, you know, manage our taxes of the day and then reallocate it somewhere else. So that could be, oh, we're going to put it into our RSPs or tax-free savings accounts, or we're going to buy something else, you know? So there's all kinds of options. It's really sitting down. And, you know, this is one of those things where a team of professionals can make all the difference because um, what is new and unsure to you, Francis, they've done, we've done, you know, oodles of time before and know the right questions to ask to pull the information out. And it's so highly customized because your goals are different than every other person you work with. Yeah. And and situations. Exactly. And you have different nuances and, you know, do you want to, how much do you want to leave to your kids and your grandkids? And that can affect those a lot of those decisions as well. So there are a lot of uh, options that need to be considered. So the first thing is thinking about where your business is. Are you building something that's sellable or not? I mean, at some levels, you know, at some point that is a decision and you made that decision, but then you change the decision, which is totally all right as well. We make Mm -hmm. plans based on what we know for sure now. We can't, we can't, you know, unless we're a hundred percent sure of something changing from a you know, a tax law or something like that. We got to go with what we know now or can anticipate. And then we build that picture. I think of it as um, what you want in the future and how you want to live your life and your goals for when you're gone from an estate perspective. They're different than everyone else's, but we can put that picture and it's like, it's like a picture on a puzzle. And then we put all the, we put all the pieces together to make sure that that, that picture can come true and be clear. Yeah. Does that, yeah, that make, because- I explain that nicely? Perfectly. Um, you know, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, we have teams in place. We have bookkeepers and accountants and who are managing the money within the business and, you know, various other aspects of our business. And so it's important for us to look outside of the business and say, hey, we need that same kind of expertise yes. to help us make the decisions. And it's no different. 
Yeah. You know, it, they're like independent yeah. contractors that you bring in for the, you know, a couple times a year as you're planning this stuff out and there, or something changes and you need to make adjustments. Yeah. And this is yeah. an investment you make in your future, actually, because um, it's not without costs to entertain these types of suggestions and bring this team together. But the benefits far outweigh the costs, particularly with business owners. And if you do want to sell, the planning has to start at least five years before the sell date. That's right. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, the, the structures and the things that need to happen to minimize tax, to ensure that what you want to have happen happens in, a, in the proper fashion, you should be putting those things in place well in advance. Uh, and I know that recently, in particular with COVID and, and the pandemic and just everybody is so tired. And so sometimes that leads to, well, never mind, I'm just going to sell it. And I was talking to a friend of mine who is the uh, managing director for a fairly large firm. And he said, we saw seven out of 10 people who sold were in that situation. And so what, who wins in that situation? Lawyers and CRA. Yeah. And, and, and there, is a, there is a cost to not doing it as well. Exactly. Less Which money. is much bigger. Yeah. It's, it is much yeah. bigger. It's much bigger, Francis. Yeah. So when you think about, it's interesting, when you look at the activities that you need to undertake to make your business more sellable and worth mm -hmm. more, even if you're not selling your business, those same activities can make right. your business a much more efficient and pleasurable thing to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Because our businesses are here to support our lives, yes. not the other way around. Right. And so. The more we can do, and, and you're absolutely right, all the work that we do to make our businesses better for sale will make our businesses better for us. And it's all about, you know, making sure that your IP is, is um, front and center, that you've got systems in place, um, and that you're investing in the parts of your business that are going to give you a good return and do the things that you want, them, want your business to do. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting, Francis, I've been doing some training and certification in uh, building value in your business. So what I'm going to do is actually in the show notes is give everyone who's listening and is curious access to a report that they can um, or a uh, survey that they can do to see just how well they're doing at building a valuable business. And so at least they will know of the eight levers, how did they score on them? So that's kind of cool. And that'll be in the show notes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people have it in mind that they want to sell their business, but they're not doing the work to get their business sellable. Nobody wants to buy a job. <laughs> they, they want to buy systems. Exactly. I love that you put it that way. I heard that the other day that, um, you know, being careful what you build because nobody's going to buy a job that only yeah. pays $40,000 a year because that's all you'll pay yourself and you work 60 hours a week. Right. Awesome. And, and then now they have to pay for the um, interest on the loan that they've just used to buy your business. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that makes a big difference. And what I also like about it is when you're doing that work on systems and processes and all that stuff, that is that those activities are about working on your business. Right. And so as you work on your business, if you're building it to sell, you're making it more valuable. And if you're building it just for your own benefit, you're building something that will produce more cash for you. Right. Yeah. With less effort on your part. With less effort. Yes. 
Oh, I do love that one. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I do too, as I think about the beach this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. jealous. Um, this has been a, such an interesting conversation about building wealth, building wealth using your business, building wealth, and that wealth is good and can be a tool yes. for good. And the more wealth you have in your life, the better you less stress and anxiety you will have. So you'll better be able to fulfill your purpose. And if you have more wealth, if you are involuntarily leaving your business or anything of that nature, you don't have as much to worry about. Um, so it gives you wealth, gives you freedom and wealth yeah. gives you options. Yeah. And, and possibly impact, which is what you and, want. And, and yeah, exactly. Cause you would increase your impact. Right. So that is why I love this conversation. I think more people need to be deliberately thinking about their business as one of their big key assets. Um, like I said, whether it's generating income or future wealth down the road, yeah. it needs to be thought like that and it needs to be intentionally worked upon. Absolutely. Yeah, this has been a great conversation for that and, and one that a lot of people need to hear. That's right, that's right. So the real bottom line here today is wealth is good and you need more of it. Wow, there was just so much learning in this episode. Do you want more? I have a special offer for The Right Entrepreneur, a complimentary one-on-one -on -one coaching session that is all about you, your business, and your goals so that you can accelerate your business and start to accelerate the growth of your network. Head over to wealthcoachwithwendy.com. There you will find a letter that kind of outlines all the details of this offer and also an application form. We have an application form because there's such a limited number of, of slots that we're opening up for this that we want to make sure that the people that um, uh, do are successful in getting the slot we can make the biggest difference with. So head over to wealthcoachingwithwendy.com and apply today. Thanks.